Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Exploring the Iceberg, presented by me, Jagan, and Sophia. So, join us as we continue our second part of our discussion of anger. If you remember from last time, we talked about how anger could potentially be seen as a fabrication of our own mind, and how it is usually the part and the entity that is and that makes up ourselves. So, join us as we continue to talk about how anger manifests, where it comes from, and how to work on channeling it properly. And if you listen closely, you'll hear a bit of a cameo from a certain dog coming in and expressing its own anger. So tune in and see if you can catch them. It's not that hard to see. Enjoy. There are a few ways of addressing this scenario. So one is bringing awareness to it, and that has to do with acceptance. So if you bring awareness to the concept of you getting angry, you can automatically notice it and the and the societal conditioning of anger being such a negative force kind of kicks in and it kind of dissipates a little bit. And then the next thing is to channel it into something like physical activity. So one thing that I would remember that would happen is one time when I got mad, I just remember I was like doing some, some exercise or something and I just channeled all of it into it. I just remember the the force of whatever I was doing just increased to a, to a decent amount. And I just remember like that kind of thing dissipating it away. May it be like going to a racquetball court and hitting a racquetball for like 30 minutes until all that anger kind of is put out into a healthy way. And so you become like a void of emotion so that you like released all this anger out into the world so it doesn't continue to boil and rage away inside of you. Or applying it to something else healthy like that would be a way to do it. Because there are, there are a few kinds of anger. There's a good kind of anger, and there's a bad kind of anger. There's I want to quickly add, to, mm-hmm. before you, before you mm-hmm. go into that, I want to quickly add to the activities. Um, expelling anger, I've noticed that in certain activities, certain activities are better than others kind of like what you mentioned with this is not we're not telling you to suppress emotions in fact it is the opposite but it's not in the way of so like if you if we gave you two scenarios would you rather express all this anger and screaming at the person specifically and then now there's like another someone else involved in this or this would be that other side, the, the person B, right? Where they're more aware and they're more in their, uh, they're, they're integrating. So it would be channeling into an exercise, a into something, in an, into an activity where anger is and can be released. So I believe sometimes, you know, painting can release anger and you can in a way show your emotions through your painting, but something like sports, um, I noticed in, for, when I kickbox, I mean, that bag, it has everything. <laughs> I give it everything. I mean, everything. And yes, I believe that is a way for you to also expel anger. Like, like I think the internet, uh, the intentionality towards it is what matters. So you can do it in very specific ways, but you also can do it in multiple ways. I know people punch their pillows. I know people scream when they go at, at the top of a hill. Like 
energy, I mean, emotions is energy. So it needs to move. Again, we're not saying to suppress. So, yes, that's, I, I wanted to make that point. I have a question about that. So do you think that there yes. is a method that is seen as better than another method? Like, do you think that like, say punching a pillow or punching, like hitting a racquetball or hitting a punching bag for like 20, 30 minutes or so, or doing that, do you think that's like, do you think that's one of the better ways as opposed to walking through and thinking through the emotion and letting it dissipate by addressing why? Or do you think like mm -hmm. both are necessary? And maybe like the first part is to expel the raw emotion out. And the second part is to kind of integrate and like build upon the practice and ensure you don't run into a situation like that again. Or do you believe that one or the other is probably better? So that's a great question. Great question. Um, I believe that there is no one way of doing that. Um, this is a very personal experience with kickboxing. Um, but uh, I know that there's people, well, I mean, I, I too combine these two. So I don't think there's a right or wrong way. It's just to the degree you know yourself, you know what you need to do. Like there's just moments where I'm like, I need to scream. <laughs> I need to go somewhere and yell. Like, I feel like we have those nudges within ourselves or it's okay. I'm going to use this example because it's very literal and very practical, but you know when you need to use the restroom. So it's the same thing with emotions. I don't know why that has separated. Maybe it's because emotions are more abstract. Maybe it's in the, in the thought realm or we put it in the thought realm so we don't really like ingest it as like a bodily need to express. Um, so hence it comes out in very weird ways like yelling at the waiter or showing off and like that ego pride self so i don't think there's a right or wrong way i just think there's a way for every single human and however which way works for them is great as long as you're not shoving it in like that analogy used with a balloon as long as you're not filling a balloon until it pops i think that's the best way i can explain that yeah and, and I think it depends on on your level of 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 growth of like self development and healing. Um, for th for people who've had that time to expel emotions, they don't normally don't need to do more of the the the, the roughness. Although, of course, there <laughs> this is life. We are living in a very contrast world, so. There's nothing, we cannot escape from the bad. So I believe there's always times for that. But as we go on to our healing journey, that becomes more of a subtle thing that we feel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, it is subtle and it is a journey. And I think to add on to the idea of addressing the anger, I think if yeah. you want to address the point, like, so, so there's like, there's two parts. There's usually, you can uh -huh. kind of generalize this into two parts. You mm -hmm. have the event itself that caused the anger and you have the anger, the emotion itself. So if you mm -hmm. take a look at the emotion itself, yes, like these all things will help with that to deal with the emotion in of itself. But the other part of the conundrum or the problem is the event that triggered it. 
So regardless of how you can deal with the emotion itself, the event is still present. So yeah. one thing I've realized is like something that Robert Greene talks about in his book, The Laws of Human Nature, is the idea of the law of rationality. So one thing that it talks about is when you feel like emotions that are particularly strong and you feel that they're like very, very powerful and you want you need to make a decision based on set emotions. One thing that he talks about is that kind of like accept the fact that you're going through these emotions, inter like understand it, but do not make a decision or do not address the situation when you are in that state. Because when you are in that state, your emotions dominate everything you think, everything you do. And the pure cold rationality that we all love to think we have, and a lot of us do, is kind of absent. Or it's not even absent, it's just hidden behind this wall of emotion we have. So one thing that he talks about is to not, sh not suppress it, but to understand and accept that I'm going through these emotions and I shouldn't make a decision at the time. And at a later point in life, I will, like in a few hours or so, or a few minutes, depending on how good you are at accepting and pushing, putting it aside for a second until you deal with the situation, you can get better at dealing with the irrational aspect and then just provide rational, cool, calm, objective view of reality. And so I think I have a question for you uh, on this set. So I think we touched a little bit upon this, but what, what do you think about the positivity of anger? Do you think that there is positivity in anger? What are the, like, if you have any benefits for what you think anger has for us? Yes, actually, that's a good question. Again, um, we're just here giving each other good questions. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I very much believe that there is so much goodness within anger. When we access emotions, that's when the goodness lies. It's kind of like the same concept of when we act access our shadow selves, shadow, the, the dark side, the, the contrast of our humanness. Um, that's where the goodness lies because when something is hidden, I like to believe there's something that's worth being hidden. So that's why it's very important to look into emotions because looking into emotions, that's where we see all the, the, the gold. Um, so with anger specifically, if you think about anger, for me, the color that comes up is red. And red associates with passion. I think desire, I think like strongness, I think bold, I think... Um, yeah, so, so I think there's a lot of potential in anger if used to, uh, channel, um, to guide into something that you are very much in alignment with, aka your purpose, aka something you love to do even. It doesn't have to be super serious like your career goals. It could be something like yeah, you and your partner, or um, you going and ice skating. Like you have this, like, like I love to ice skate. Yes, <laughs> and it's just like this. So I think there is a good thing within experiencing anger. Um, it, it so in practical terms, it would be like feel accepting it, feeling it. And based on that feeling, you take the next step, which normally is the 
inspire action. Please forgive me, my dog. <laughs> but I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, and I think the dog is also expressing his anger in its own way as well. Yes. Its exactly. own emotion. <laughs> it's just all, all, the, all the words we're using about anger is just letting itself be known through the dog itself. There you go. But, there you yeah. go. Not literally. Anger. Oh my god. Yeah. I agree. I think that anger has a lot of benefits. I think there's a positive aspect to it. And I think there's uh -huh. a subtle distinction between, I think, good anger and, like, bad anger. If there, like, if we're going to abstractly, like, illustrate a good and bad type of anger. I mm -hmm. think a good type of anger. So, like, to illustrate what good anger is, there's a lot of things in society that are not the best. There are a lot of yeah. things that, like, cause us that true anger may be, like, like the polarization of American society or like other things like that, that cause people to stand on two sides of, a, of the two sides of the same aisle arguing over different points. And I think that, um, that induces a lot of anger. That creates a lot of anger, creates a lot of like, like dissent between everything. And I think that a good kind of anger is the one that's tempered, the one that understands that it's just. And is usually leashed and is channeled properly. I think that is the good kind of anger. So Robert Greene talks about how he can't work ever. With, like he usually can't write without having a touch of anger. And so like evolutionarily, we've been bought. Like if evolution decided that anger was such a good thing, I'm not against the fact that it is that it is particularly a good emotion that we illustrate in lives today, regardless of what society may illustrate as like. Oh no, anger is so bad. Anger is associated with like wars, which it is. But like there is yeah. a good temperament and there's as as everything goes, everything in moderation is good. And I think that leashed anger doesn't usually rely on ego or pride. It relies on rationality and justification. And it kind of mm -hmm. takes out all the like the excess ego and conceit and just looks at it later. And if you can really honestly clear all the emotion and ego from the feeling of anger from it. And acknowledge that this feeling of leashed anger is coming from a source that is invested in ego and pride or a slight that someone said to you. More often than not, it's going to be positive. Mm -hmm. So I think that like that could be a good way of looking at good anger or bad anger. And I think that's the way you can look at the positivity and the channeling of proper anger. Damn, that is good. <laughs> yes, I I hope everyone that's listening understands these very nuanced ways of looking at emotion. A big a big part of why I feel like speaking about this is important because like I mentioned before generally emotions are not something that is looked at in the greatest light specifically anger as well so seeing the and giving these new meanings to what anger is the best definitions of what anger is i think will cover up the the wounding of of what anger has done in the past for generations and starting to Create something that's, create a world where anger is something that we can individually 
live with and it doesn't need to be suppressed anymore so i'm so 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 thankful that you're able to share this type of information thank you dragon yeah um thank you as well thank you yeah yeah i think that like you said like as as a good rap one thing to remember is do not suppress anger yeah. There is no benefit and there is no Should real thing. Yeah. <laughs> there is really no, there is really no um, benefit in the long term for you to suppress it. I feel like suppressing is like a temporary band that you put to a bleeding wound. Like, can it stop the bleeding for a bit? Yes. But do you need medical help? More likely than not, yes. Like, it's just, it's just, it's an analogy. It's not to say that if you have anger, you need medical help, but rather to say that, like, in the case, in this analogy. But yeah, it's like, Suppressing it will give you temporary relief, and on but until you walk back to what happened and address the situation and reduce the suppressed emotion to calm, cool stillness, it's going to be hard to like, or else the balloon that I mentioned is going to pop sooner rather than later. And to that point, I think we may be asking for the impossible sometimes and, and with this conversation because just realistically we live we do live in a society where that band-aid effect the symptomology that the, the the bandaging of the of the symptoms is just so normalized it's so it's just so easy to just distract to numb to dissociate to run away to chase to indulge it's just so easy and that's the challenge and that's why i say it may be an impossible ask but with my journey i know it is so possible and it's not only worth it but let me tell you when you have a taste of feeling your emotions specifically anger huh it is just another thing on its own and it's something that i don't even want to explain because i want you beautiful person to experience that yourself yeah <laughs> and on that note thank you all for listening in on our fourth episode of exploring the iceberg and we hope to see you next week for our topic which will remain a mystery so yes. we hope to see you next week and have an excellent day and week thank you Bye bye